You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network for a Tuesday, April 20th. Happy holidays. My name is Brian Brown. We've got a great show ahead of you. We're going to talk about a departure announced from the Utah basketball program, but was it one that's been anticipated for a little bit? And some additions to the staff up on the Hill. There's one name that's missing from that addition. Is it going to make or break the Utah basketball program? Also, the the GOAT of the University of Utah, the cream of the quarterback crop, Alex Smith announces his retirement. What's his impact been on the University of Utah? Where might he look to go next? And what are the odds of him getting into coaching at the college level? We'll discuss all that in addition to previewing a big matchup for baseball and softball coming up here in the middle of the week. All that here on the Locked on Utes podcast for Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. Locked On Utes Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Rock Auto and BetOnline.ag, some of our favorites. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about them, but I tend to talk about them as often as I possibly can, especially on this podcast. Thank you for joining me on a Tuesday. It is a great day to be a Ute. Happy to be with you, my Utah friends and family. There was a lot of news on Monday, and a lot of it was related to basketball. And we're going to start breaking it down right now off the bat. I think probably, oh, let's say the second worst kept secret on the planet was that Mickey Yontanen was looking at pursuing professional opportunities overseas. And he announced on Monday that he was officially leaving. If you had that being said on your bet online prop bets for the week of Monday, congratulations. Go directly to betonline.ag and collect your winnings. As Yontanen announced, wrote on a, uh, t- you know, I'd say a nice social media post. Thank you, Utah. Since day one, this place has felt like a second home to me. I will always cherish the unforgettable moments that I had as a Ute. Thank you to my teammates, coaches, and all the people I had the opportunity to work with. The relationships will last forever. Thank you to the Mus, the community, and fans that welcomed me with open arms since the first day I got here. It was a great experience and a lot of fun, but now it's time to move on. That being said, I have decided to continue my basketball career as a professional. And he finishes once again with, thank you, Utah. Nice note from Mickey Yontanen. And it it had become, so depending on, on what your interpretation was, there's an idea out there that Yontanen always had this in the works, that he was going to come to Utah for two years and then return home to pursue these professional opportunities. There were other rumors floating about that Yontanen had become a little bit homesick once he'd gone to participate in the FIBA tournament in the middle of the season last year, something that had never happened before simply because FIBA normally avoided the college season because of scheduling 
with COVID, that was an unavoidable. And Larry and, and Mickey and, and Hanometala, who has been a major mentor for Mickey, had all sort of agreed that that was going to be a big part of him being able to come to Utah was the ability to leave and, and come back and whatnot. Typically, it wouldn't be an issue, but like I said, with this year with COVID, it was. But I think the big problem with this whole situation is that Utah is losing another great player, a great culture guy, a Ricky Rubio type where maybe his impact isn't as felt in terms of the every game statistics, but a guy who did the dirty work. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to Mickey Yonchanen for his defense on Evan Mobley. He was an absolutely absolute Mobley stopper. And that was very evident. I think had Yontanen not fouled out in time for overtime, there's a good possibility that Utah maybe snakes away with a win against USC in the Pac-12 tournament. That's neither here nor there. But the point is, is that Yontanen was a great impact guy, a great teammate, a great culture guy. And a lot of those little things that he did, the hustle, the toughness, the number of times he got hit in the face and kept fighting through it. I think he wore a mask more than any other Utah player I can remember in recent memory. He was just a really tough, good player and uh, not elite at anything necessarily, but the kind of guy that you really like to have in your program. And if you can have a guy like that for four years, even better. I think that's the difficulty with the landscape in college basketball right now. And the sooner that you can get to the NLI program where players can actually get agreements to be paid, the better it's going to be for a lot of these guys to where they can stay for four years in college. It becomes a lot more uh, beneficial to them because they get an education, they're getting paid, they're making some money off of endorsements or whatever else it is that they can go out and collect, or maybe their endorsement deals that the University of Utah can line up on behalf of the players. I don't know how all that stuff is going to work out necessarily right now, but there are opportunities for them to both make money while being in school and receiving all the benefits that you get from being a part of a university program on the scale of, say, Utah or some of the others. So, down the road, it, the optimism is that it will help keep guys on teams, in programs, and in school. For the time being, the reality is, is that this is going to be a commonplace where players exit a program and players come in. And that's where Utah stands right now is that they have to go out and they have to fill some needs. There have been a few incomers that we've seen. There will likely be more. Uh, it's tough to speculate right now on, on when the next transfer, incoming transfer announcement might be. But there are a lot of names out there that Utah is in the game with. Um, yeah, one is a recent one that popped up that uh, on Monday was Kenny Poto. He's a center from Minnesota, six eleven. Uh, asked for his uh, release from Minnesota, I believe. Um, some other names that are out there. Tristan Clark has announced that he's been contacted by Utah, six nine power forward from Baylor. Um, you know, there are some other names that, that we've kind of kept an eye on. Miller cop is another one that's announced that he has been contacted from Utah six, six, uh, small forward that was at Northwestern, um, small forward shooting guard, I think would probably be the best way to, to, to call it, um, continuing the run of, of Utah needing size and shooting. And so there are plenty of players in the portal that Utah is, is reaching out to, that is gauging interest with. Those names are popping up all the time. If you're interested in finding out more on each of those players, I highly recommend going to uzone.com, signing up for a membership there, as Steve Bartle's doing fantastic work. 
reporting on the names and going a little bit more in depth into who they are. Uh, there's also a lot of information on Twitter these days with that going on. Uh, there are some other names out there that may make a lot of sense. Marco Anthony, a guard from Utah State, is in the transfer portal. We've already seen one player follow uh, Coach Smith. Maybe there will be another. I know that Utah fans wish it would have been Nimi uh, Keda. Unfortunately, he's headed to the NBA. Good for him. Not so much for uh, Utah fans hoping that he'd come this way. Um but that's the reality of where it is right now is that Utah's got to be active in the portal. They've got to be active in recruiting. And they're being very particular about who they're taking on. And, and it's showcasing itself both in how they're recruiting players, but also in how Coach Smith is adding talent to his coaching staff. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more around the corner. But of course... It is a day to talk about things that need to be fixed, and one of those things, or maintained even, and one of those things that we want to fix and maintain as best as we can is your automobile, and the best way to do that is to go to rockauto.com. You've heard me talk about it. I've kept my whip riding good, riding strong. In fact, I don't know that my car's ever been as clean, as uh, repaired, as on on, I don't know that I've ever been as on top of the maintenance with my car as I am right now. And a big reason for that is rockauto.com. I've actually used Rock Auto before uh, for a long, long time. It's super easy to go to their website, get the right part the first time. The variety of parts that they offer is second to none. They've been doing this for 20 years. They have everything from you know an engine control module, which can be a very uh, simple replacement depending on, on your vehicle. Uh, brake parts, which I've recently done the brakes on my car and told you about. Uh, they have seat covers, which if you by ever by chance ever happen to spill some ranch on your front seat, you can get some seat covers to uh, make sure that it doesn't impact your seats. I can't imagine who would ever do something like that. The bottom line is the catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. I don't know why you'd want to spend up to twice as much to go to a store when you can just go to rockauto.com right now, order the parts, have it shipped directly to your door. When you do, make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Back here in the Locked On Utes podcast, but before we get into it regarding Coach Smith adding to his staff, I wanted to mention that the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. The first episode dropped on Monday. It was awesome they've done a tremendous job if you listen to that for first episode you might actually get to hear a familiar voice probably not talking about a subject that you love but our own jay catch actually appeared on that first episode so go give it a listen it is absolutely fantastic and we are right in the heart of draft season uh it is exciting Speaking of exciting moments, the University of Utah announced three hires on Monday to the support staff for the basketball team. Coach Craig Smith announced the addition of Brandon Ubel, or Ubel, excuse me, Justin Johnson, and Logan Ogden, who has already been labeled the most Utah uh, named 
support staff member in history. Uh, I have not been able to confirm that his middle name is Salt Lake or St. George. Um, but these are three familiar faces to Coach Craig Smith as all three worked at, with him at uh, different points throughout his tenure at Utah State. Hubel joins the staff as the director of scouting after su- serving as a graduate manager the last two seasons in Logan. That goes back their relationship, his relationship with Coach Smith, I should say, goes back to his days as a Husker when Smith was an assistant coach at Nebraska. Uh, he was a player there, averaged seven points, four rebounds with a uh, hundred career assists, um, wrapped up his college career in 2013. Uh, after that spent most of his professional career in Belgium. So he does have some, uh, uh some pretty deep basketball experience. Uh, coach Smith had this to say on coach Hubel. We are thrilled to announce that Brandon will be joining the running news basketball family. He brings a little bit of everything to our staff. Brandon is all about relationships and working hard. He has a mindset of helping others understand whatever the situation may be. When I coached Brandon, I always told him I'm going to hire him someday. So pumped that day has arrived. The hire is primarily going to be, uh, I think this, this job as much as anything is going to be about organization. Uh, like coach Smith said, it's about relationships. And so you really do want a grinder like this in that kind of a role. Someone who is going to be always ready, always available, have everything organized and ready to go so that when the coaching staff does come in for meetings, all the information is there in front of them. They don't have to waste time going and hunting for prospects. That's typically how a recruiting coordinator works. Coordinators and their staff are are more than likely the ones that review most of the film and give the prospects to the coaches to review. And the coaches get to make the final decision on who gets an offer and and who gets to go further. So you will be a nice addition to the staff. Uh, Like I said, Coach Smith knows him well. Um, It's another familiar face coming to the program. And I think that that's been the overarching theme. Uh, Along with him has come Justin Johnson. Uh, Johnson comes to Salt Lake City as a special assistant to the head coach after being on staff uh, at Utah State the past three seasons in a similar capacity. He goes way back with Coach Smith all the way to being a uh, student assistant with him uh, at North Dakota State back in 2001. So a lot of familiarity there. Coach Smith had the following to say on him. We couldn't be more excited to have Justin join our running youths basketball family. Justin and I have been on the same staff for eight years at various stops. There is a reason for that. He's a relationship person at the highest level and truly understands the process for winning. Again, another familiar face. The the hire makes a ton of sense. Uh, Same with Coach Logan Ogden, who uh, comes from the Midwest, was a football player, but has a ton of experience with strength training for uh, Olympic sports, was the strength and conditioning coach at Utah State. But I think the big hire that most Utah fans were looking forward to or and or hoping to hear about was Chris Burgess. And I believe the biggest reason is familiarity. There is this nostalgia, I think, with former players. We see all the time how much people want Steve Smith to come be a wide receivers coach at Utah or Eric Weddle or or whoever it was that was either a standout or has a strong recommendation and former ties of the program. We tend to want those people to be here. And I think that Utah's a unique enough place to where there's a good reason for that. Burgess, there's probably a Uh, a sense of being able to take an assistant coach from BYU as well there. And despite the fact that the two teams are so different and are are operating in different levels and environments these days, these days, 
the proximity of fans to one another and the constant banter back and forth will always make this a rivalry. And there's always going to be one thing or another that fans on either side are going to want to get up on the other side. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that BYU fans love to talk. And for better or worse, I they are one of the most vocal fan bases, both online and in person. I think everybody has that BYU fan in their life that always wants to talk about this or that or the other. And sometimes it can be a little obnoxious, just like how any fans and rivalries can be. But it's very rare to have two programs with such history and so many ties together so close to one another and in such constant contact. Like you don't see a lot of Ohio State fans in Michigan and a lot of Michigan fans living in Columbus. So, so and especially not in in mass, right? Where almost everybody grew up on one side of the rivalry or the other. And so I think for a lot of those reasons, Burgess was a very desirable pick. His basketball acumen is a, is likely another one. His recruiting ties here locally in state. I don't know that that's as big a deal to me in terms of getting recruiting going forward. I, I think you need to find recruits from all over the country uh, in addition to local recruits, but I don't think that Burgess having good local ties, even to a program like Wasatch Prep Academy, where they are more of a national player. They don't really play local schools. They play a national schedule, uh, but they develop a ton of players. We've talked about Caleb Lohner a lot on this podcast. Emmanuel Acott's another one that's come through Wasatch Prep. Uh, there's a number of, of players that go nationally from there every single year. It's a very uh, efficient prep academy and so it's almost like a professional finishing school for basketball players in that respect and they play at a very high caliber and to be able to get players from there would be really nice but I don't know that it's more essential to get them from Wasatch Prep Academy than it is from anywhere else so those ties locally I don't think should be the prevailing factor what I do think would have been great about Burgess is is that he does bring a lot of understanding of the program, his basketball acumen, his dedication to recruiting, and just his overall demeanor and the person that he is would have been a great fit at Utah. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, this was always Coach Smith's decision to make, and he's laid out the the recipe for it, so to speak, that he's going to go after people that he feels the closest connection with or that he has the strongest ties to. Now, this third assistant spot may take a little bit longer than some of the others, and there have been a lot of candidates that have shown interest in it, which is a good thing, and so they may weigh that a little bit more heavily in terms of do we want to reach outside and and where do we want our connections to come from and which candidate will best fit the role And I think a lot of it will likely have to do with recruiting ties, number one, probably outside of the state, because I think that Coach Smith can develop the ties in-state fairly easily. And as we've talked about previously on the podcast, there's not been a consistent, uh, outside of Wasatch Prep, there's not been a consistent feed of Division I basketball players from the state of Utah. It's been one, two, maybe three kids tops for the last five to ten years. And so I do believe that he can build those relationships to overcome any kind of in-state recruiting uh, potential issues that, that you might, you know, I don't know. Let me put it this way. I don't know that you want to dedicate a third assistant strictly to having in-state recruiting. Uh, what you likely do need to find, though, is another recruiter that has deep ties to a steady pipeline that you can get guys in here. I think 
we've seen that in the past. Larry Kraskoviak developed a relationship with Hanno Medela to try and build the European connection, and I think it did pay some dividends. It started with Jakob Pertl. Uh, right now, we're in the Pella Larsen era as far as that's concerned. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Lazar Stefanovic. Hopefully he continues along his path to come to Utah. We'll we'll have to wait and see with that one. But this is all part of the process. And and I do believe that as he takes his time and weighs his options, the the best candidate will likely be the one that has the best recruiting ties to getting the most talent in the program and being a tie or an anchor to keeping those kids in the program. And I think a lot of building the culture will go into that as well. We've seen just how readily Coach Smith has added people that he knows to the staff, and so this one may take a little bit longer, but it it does seem as though Chris Burgess is no longer an option for that one, and uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out, without a doubt. But I do have a lot of confidence in Coach Smith and and his decision-making, and and he does understand the needs of the program as well as every single one of us. So that will be uh, an interesting thing to watch. In addition to how they fill out the roster and everything like that, it, it's been a very exciting offseason for Utah basketball. And I think as we look forward, there is as much optimism surrounding the program as, as I can remember. For sure, not since uh, the DeLon Wright, Jakob Pertl era, where they almost made it to the Elite Eight despite getting hosed on two first half foul calls that never should have been called. But I digress. And along those lines, I'm also going to say this. If you have optimism like I do for the future of the basketball program, there may be a way where you can go make an investment in that kind of optimism. And it may be betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest, easiest way to make to place your bets on all your sports action. They do have prediction bets, futures bets. And as soon as those release for the basketball season, we're going to let you know so that you can put your optimism directly on your favorite team, earn yourself some Skittles to go with the wins that are without a doubt coming. I'm all about adding the extras to my enjoyment. Happiness is a big thing, a big priority of mine, and there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing my teams win and my bank account win. That's why you go to bet online. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you have to do is go to the website. You can do it on your mobile phone even. Sign up today. It's super easy, and you'll get a 50% welcome deposit using the promo code that's right. You guessed it. Locked on. It's all one word. Locked on. Use that promo code. Get your 50% welcome bonus. Earn yourself some Skittles and make every win just that much sweeter with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here to finish out the podcast. But before we do that, April 19th through the 26th, you're going to want to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And go listen to that podcast because it is awesome. And you're going to hear an appearance from our very own Jay Catch. Not Jay Catch, but Jake Hatch. I've heard that Jay Catch was holding out for too much. 
but I think that the uh, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast got the right guy for the right job by getting Jay Catch in there. So go give it a listen. Uh, it's draft season, and there's really the, the college basketball's over, college football's over for the spring. This is all we have until the summer. If you're like me and still need your football fix, this is the way to go. There was some football news on Monday as well as Utah legend Alex Smith announced his retirement. And he did so posting a video on Instagram talking about his comeback, what was important to him. He said, even though I have plenty of snaps left in me, after 16 years of giving this game everything I've got, I can't wait to see what else is possible. But first, I'm going to take a little time to enjoy a few of those walks with my wife and my kids. Have no idea what's coming for them in the backyard. And it's it's the end of an era for Alex Smith. And I think it's an era that really is demonstrative of how incredibly gritty and tough he is. And it was never an easy ride for him at all. But what he demonstrated to people was just the, the power of will, the power of a positive mindset. I think his story being told on, told on Project 11 on the ESPN documentary was one of the more powerful that I've ever seen. Just because his mindset, his, his grit, and his tenacity to overcome challenges is incredibly special. And I think that is the sad part about this, is that Alex Smith was always the best kind of representative for the University of Utah and their program to have in the public eye. And so now as he steps away, there is that little bit of, oh, I guess sadness that that we just don't have that great example to point at and, and to represent the University of Utah. Although I do think that he'll always be a great representative of the University of Utah and what he learned here. I think the interesting part about it is what does Smith do next? And obviously he's going to take some walks with his wife and his kids and that backyard is going to get a lot of use. I would suspect that if he wants to really spend time with his kids, he won't jump into a coaching career immediately. In fact, he might not ever do it. But one thing I do believe might be part of Smith's future would be mentoring younger quarterback prospects. It's a big business. Jordan Palmer, former quarterback, little brother of Carson Palmer, is one of the elite quarterback mentors in the game right now. Josh Allen is one of the players that he works with. Uh, Kyle Allen, another guy that played for Washington last year. Uh, There are a few other names. Sam Darnold's one that he's worked with. Travis Wilson has worked with. Jordan Palmer, but Palmer has become sort of the big name in this quarterback mentorship game. And that could be a role that Smith would absolutely fit perfectly. He could live in California. There are a lot of quarterback prospects out there. He could get involved with high school kids. He can work with college kids. He could separate himself from having to do the grind of being a day-to-day coach, but still have an impact and experience export his wisdom to other players. It seems like the biggest thing about Smith as he left Kansas City was the impact that he had on Patrick Mahomes. And I think that brand recognition for him, as much as I hate that term, and I eventually I'll think up a better one, I think that could lead to him having a lot of impact going forward in that kind of situation. What's really great about that It could be a bigger thing for the University of Utah in terms of recruiting and the future at the quarterback position than if he were to take the actual quarterback coach job at the University of Utah. Who's to say if he's ever interested in it? I think the Utes are probably set for the time being. But the good news is is that there are a lot of his teammates that want to be involved with the program. Former teammates, I should say, at the University of Utah. Morgan Scalia, former teammate. Uh, Eric Weddle, we know, is retired and is now living in Utah. 
He is a guy that's wanted to be around the program, and so there will likely be opportunities for Alex Smith if he doesn't want to get into coaching. It would be interesting to see if he would want to go into pros or college first. I, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything in regards to that. But the mentorship thing is something that I really do feel very positively about. I think it's a role that Smith could perform to perfection. It's one that still allows him to uh, maintain his lifestyle and spend time with his family and his wife and his kids. He can do it from pretty much anywhere. There's, uh, He's got plenty of money. Quote Dame Lillard, plenty of money. Uh, so I think that's something to keep an eye on with Smith. It, it, like, it would just be a slam dunk. And I think the great part about it is that if he were to get involved with that and, and maybe even involved with Elite 11, remember, Elite 11 is run by Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was a tremendous mentor to Alex Smith early on in his career. They have a strong friendship, a good connection. That could be something that could be a very powerful tool for the University of Utah. Imagine if you're a quarterback prospect going to your first Elite 11 camp, and there's Alex Smith. He's working with you all a weekend. You guys bond. You develop a relationship. And as you're leaving, he walks out and says, Hey, I heard that you got an offer from Utah. What are you thinking about it? And, of course, you're going to share your thoughts with that, and he's going to tell you his thoughts about it. That is an incredibly powerful tool for a program that desperately needs to continue to build their quarterback pipeline. And the other part about it, too, is if he's in the mentorship game, where do you send Charlie Brewer after this season? Well, you're going to send him to Alex Smith. Uh, Where do you send Cam Rising in two seasons? Where do you send all these quarterback prospects that, that are coming to the program? Where do you send Peter Costelli in the offseason? Well, you're going to send him to Alex Smith. And with his history of already developing players that have been underneath him, Colin Kaepernick, Patrick Mahomes, there is a very, very strong history of him having a massive and, and important impact on these guys, not just for the on-the-field stuff, but more even more so the mindset and the uh, – uh, the off-the-field stuff that's so important to quarterbacks, how could you find a better coach for that? And so I hope that he finds opportunities in whatever he's doing. He's the kind of guy where I feel like he's always going to need some kind of a challenge, and I think that development and mentorship will be a very satisfying role for him. He can still learn to develop. And, and really what the transition from being a coach becomes is it becomes this challenge of taking everything that you've been able to do internally – package it in a very understanding way so that others can do it and replicate it and take it in in with them as they move forward too. And it seems like it's so simple to impart wisdom, but I think any of you with kids out there knows that it can be a challenge. And so I feel like that could be the kind of challenge that would really fit Smith well and Bottom line, he was such a great representative for the University of Utah. I always enjoyed watching him. He had some tremendous moments as a pro. Uh, It was difficult and disappointing to see that his career was so up and down, but I think where he may not have had the wins on the field or the the appreciation for his play on the field that maybe we wanted, I think the end result – of how he persevered, how he overcame, is maybe a bigger uh, impact uh, on the long, short and long term uh, for both Alex and for the game than maybe winning a Super Bowl or, or throwing a few extra touchdowns could have been. So congrats to the GOAT of the Utah quarterbacks, Alex Smith. Good luck in retirement, and I really do hope to see him uh, continue his journey with the mentorships. 
Just a quick update as we close out the show. Softball in action today, 4 p.m. in Ogden, playing against Weber State. Baseball also in action in Orem, so covering both sides of the valley. Or, uh, well, I guess it's a metropolis. We're not really in the valley. Opposite, Opposites. Uh, that game in action at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. The stream is available on the website for the baseball game. Also wanted to give a shout-out to the Utah Lacrosse team. We'll try and circle back so we can go over that game. But they did give Virginia quite a scare on the roll as they uh, took the lead at one point in time in the first quarter but eventually ran out of gas uh, versus Virginia, 18-11. to Very hard-fought battle against the number four team in the country. Uh, if you watch ESPN every now and then, you'll see some really impressive highlights from Virginia. They're a super talented team. Uh, and that was a fun game for, for the Utes to try and have, uh, uh, you know, a shot in there uh, at the very end of things. Thanks for uh, riding along with me today, Shotgun. We appreciate you. We're going to continue this coverage throughout the week and throughout the month. Uh, we've got some announcements coming in terms of some off-season topics that we'd like to discuss with you. As always, if you have any ideas, feel free to get at us at Locked On Utes on Twitter, at Brown Bear SLC, at Jacob C. Hatch, or you can send us an email that's LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. We always love the feedback. Uh, don't worry, Utah Fly Fisherman. I'm getting to offensive line. We'll, we'll break that one down. Just had to cover some news today. So, And we're going to close this thing out. As always, family, stay well, be well, and do well. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.